sense. Maybe it's the heat. Joe didn't answer. He knew she was upset, and females were prone to fancies. Who knew what two females together, even at such a distance, could conjure between them? Maybe both Dulcie and the pale calico had that fey quality humans found so mysterious in the feline. Maybe their wild, feral friend, with her unusual talents of perception and speech that matched their own, maybe she did indeed sense that Dulcie was worried and fretting. Who knew what Willow was capable of? But Dulcie was worrying over nothing, as far as Joe could see. Dulcie's human housemate had gone off before, for the weekend, driving up the coast to the city, and Dulcie had never fretted as she did now. Now Dulcie thought she had a reason, and Joe looked at her intently. Prisoners have escaped from jail before Dulcie. That and the fact that Wilma is later than she promised does not add up to disaster. You're building a mountain out of pebbles. Dulcie turned, hissing at him. Cage Jones better keep away from her. Wilma's done with supervising him and too many badass convicts like him. Done with the kind of stress they dumped on her for twenty years. She doesn't need any more ugly tangles and ugly people messing up her life. But despite what either Dulcie or Joe thought, tangles were building, complications that would indeed snare Dulcie's housemate. The scenario had started two months earlier on the East Coast when an old man entered the continental U.S., when Greeley Erzy stepped off that plane, he set in motion events that would weave themselves into Wilma Getz's destiny as surely as a cat's paw will snarl a skein of yarn. The old man's flight from Central America entered the States officially at Miami, where passengers would connect with other flights after lining up to go through customs inspection. Deplaning, Greeley smiled, sure of himself and cocky, He'd slip through customs clean as a whistle, as he always did. Not an ounce of contraband on him, this time, for the feds to find. Even if he'd had anything tucked away, he'd have waltzed right on through, slick as a greased porker, always had, always would. He'd never yet got caught. And he thought, smiling, there were better ways to bring what he wanted into the States. He'd gotten most of it through over a period of years, tucked in among household furnishings in them big metal overseas containers. Them feds couldn't search everything. Well, that part was behind him now. Half of it already cashed out and stashed away, and in a few days he'd have the rest, all he'd ever need. He didn't live high like some of them fancy international types, high on the hog and dangerous he fidgeted and shuffled through the long, tedious customs line with its pushy feds and too many nosy damn questions. But after that hassle, he still had a good share of the four-hour layover to do as he pleased. Enough time for the one important phone call. Make sure his contact was in place. Then a couple of drinks and a decent meal instead of them cold airline snacks you had to pay for. Sure as hell not like the old days on Pan Am. Free champagne if he flew first class and nice filet and fancy potatoes, all included in the price of your flight. Good Colombian coffee and a rich dessert. Now it was pay, 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 and lucky to get a dry sandwich. Even customs in the old days didn't make all this fuss. Boarding was the same way. All this new high-powered routine they said would stop terrorists. So high-tech that for a while there they were stopping babies in arms from boarding refusing to let toddlers and diapers on the plane if they didn't have all the right ID. 
Sure as hell, the world had seen better days. He had boarded in Panama City at 7 a.m., and now, approaching the Bay Area and nearly suppertime, his whiskers itched and his rough gray hair tickled under his collar. The flight from Central America seemed longer every time he took it, though he didn't return to the States often. He had gone to work for the Panama Canal Company when he was 20, and then later for the Panamanian government, a 40-year hitch altogether. Now, at last, with a little fast footwork, he was getting together the kind of retirement money that would let him laugh at the rest of the world. Well, he sure as hell wasn't retiring stateside. A visit to California every few years was plenty. Better living in the tropics. Better weather. Better people. Hell of a lot more opportunities. Too bad a man had to come up to the States to sell his take. If he wanted to sell it safe, not get a knife in his ribs.